to the Homeschool Mama Self-Care Podcast. I'm Teresa Wiedrich from CapturingTheCharmLife.com. If you're a homeschool mama challenged by doubt, not sure you can do this homeschool thing. If you're a homeschool mama challenged by overwhelm, there's just too many things to do. Or if you're a homeschool mama that's not showing up in her homeschool the way she wants to show up in her homeschool, then this is the podcast for you. I'm dedicating this season, this third season of the Homeschool Mama Self-Care Podcast to the newer homeschool mama or the homeschool curious. So if you've been homeschooling for just a few years, a few months, or are considering homeschooling for the upcoming school year, then this podcast season is dedicated to you. I'm a homeschool life coach here to help you turn your homeschool challenges into your homeschool charms. So welcome homeschool mama. On today's episode, I'm going to share why my family homeschools, the book and the eight reasons that convinced me to homeschool in one week. But first, Catherine Boucher connected with me. She said, hi, Teresa. I found your podcast last week, and I'm so glad to have your mama experience and wisdom in my earbuds. Earbuds. So interesting. She used those words. I mean, that is the word for those things that go inside your ears. But I actually have a homeschool mama earbuds companion that comes out once a month in my email community. So you're always welcome to join that. You can find my email community on my website, www.capturingthecharmlife.com. Okay, but back to Catherine. We have six kids aged 12 years to 11 months. And this is our second year homeschooling. I'm slowly working my way through your shows, starting at the beginning, and I love your message that mama self-care isn't indulgent. It's good and necessary for the health of ourselves and our families. Looking forward to hearing more, and I hope to connect on here. God bless you and your family. Thank you, Catherine. I really appreciate hearing from you, especially because I know you've got so much going on. So thank you for sharing that, Catherine. That is definitely the goal of this podcast. It is my goal as a homeschool life coach. It is my heart for all of you homeschool mamas to recognize that looking after you is not indulgent. It's good and necessary. So thank you, Catherine. I want to send a special shout out to my girlfriends at the Patreon Homeschool Mama Support Group, Sonia, Holly, Brittany, and Carla. You girlfriends, you truly encourage me every time I head over to that Patreon page and put up a post about something we're going to do together. We're going to join in our monthly support chats or the live extended interviews that we have with past podcast guests. I appreciate so much the support that you're giving to me to enable me to do this podcast on purpose. I appreciate the support that you give me. I deeply appreciate your contribution every month. As a supporter, your contribution helps me access equipment, reach guests, and supports the time it takes to get into the creative work to build each of these episodes. You are helping to make this podcast better by influencing our growing community. So girlfriends, thank you all. P.S. Don't forget to use the Patreon coupon for the upcoming year-end review and the D-School Your Homeschool Intensive. We'll see you soon. Okay, so let's talk about why my family homeschools and the book with the eight reasons that convinced me to homeschool 
in one week. No kidding, this is not clickbait. It really did take me a book with eight reasons in one week. I was asked why I homeschool. I've shared this story for years. It became a published essay at one point. It's been one of my most popular posts on my website, capturingthecharmlife.com. So I'm going to share with you from a perspective that is from way back. If you check out the page on my website, you're going to see my four little kids, three of them in cute little white dresses, and my son, I think he's about two or three, in a white long sleeve button up shirt and a black vest and black pants. They are so cute and also so much older. But I'm going to be sharing with you today from a perspective that I had about 10, 12 years ago. Okay, so let's get started. I was asked why I homeschool. Again, sigh. How not to answer that in an essay format? After 11 years, I have so many reasons now. So how do I be succinct? This is why my family homeschools. Because living in this world and discovering all that it has to offer is intriguing, interesting, and energizing. And I wouldn't want to do it without those that have been placed in my care for an abbreviated time. I want to learn to live and learn about life with my family for the days we are given together. I picked up a book on our spring vacation to a resort mountain town over a decade ago. I had a spare afternoon, an opportunity to leave my three little girls with my husband and go out for an afternoon to do nothing. No unfinished phone calls, no bookkeeping, no housekeeping, no childcare. This was a free afternoon and there were not many of them as I had three kids under six and a busy husband. I'd finished my most recently borrowed library books, so no extra books sitting on my nightstand. An exciting crossroads, carefree and bookless. I ventured to the chic bookstore on the main street and perused bookshelves. If reading was something I was born to do, I was in the right place. Thumbing my way through the parenting section, I came upon a book entitled The Homeschooling Option, How to Decide When It's Right for Your Family by Lisa Rivera. No, it is not right for my family, I thought. But so many acquaintances were going in the homeschool direction. I'm not looking for a mission to step outside the crowd and be different. I'm a mainstream kind of gal. I don't have kids with behavioral troubles in school, just a little sassiness and argumentativeness at times. No one's complaining of bullying. If anything, my oldest is a social butterfly with clever ideas to keep her friends and sisters engaged. I decided I would read the book to determine why I wouldn't homeschool. Obviously, you know the answer to that question because But at that time, I thought I would have my reasoned arguments and get on with the busyness of family life. Was it the first chapter or the second where I began to identify with the author's ideas? The first thought. 
Did public education inspire a desire for learning for me? To me, it felt like I was living in a holding station. It kept me back from living the rest of my life. To me, school was a place I wrestled with my identity, I responded to social labels, and uneasily engaged in uncertain peer interactions. Did I learn? I suppose there were things I learned. I remember a keen grade seven math teacher who seemed like a fun and relevant teacher, just like Robin Williams in Dead Poet Society. I remember a grade 12 teacher, though she was far from fun, even called a quick judgment on me, though she was correct, as she stopped me in a hallway one day and said, I see some kids that read, and I see some kids that watch TV. You need to pick up a book. Are you surprised? Though her judgment didn't serve me or propel me toward reading or writing or anything academic, rather it highlighted my sense of inadequacy, she saw me and she was right. My TV-watching coping mechanism helped me survive my childhood, but it didn't help me explore anything academic, except some French phrases. Was this my experience that public education inspired a desire for learning for me, or was I distracted from learning with all the noise and energy that surrounded me? Hmm. I'm interrupting this episode to invite you to the Homeschool Mama year-end review. You're at the end of your homeschool year, and you're ready to put everything away, the books, the science experiments off the kitchen counter, the random markers and eraser probably hidden in your sofa. But wait, before you put everything away, let's assess our past homeschool year and use that as a brainstorming tool to imagine your upcoming homeschool year. Here's a tool to do just that. Get out your pen and dig deep into the following questions. We're going to assess your past year activities with your homeschool vision, your homeschool curriculum and resources, your routine. We're going to equip you with confidence as you bring a new child into either kindergarten or into the high school years. These years need an extra special dose of confidence. We're going to talk about your homeschool philosophy, your homeschool challenges, and create an attack plan for those homeschool challenges. We're going to talk about your intention and how you show up on purpose in your homeschool and your life. So connect with me at www.capturingthecharmedlife.com. Now back to the episode. Okay, so my second thought, am I learning what I need to learn to become the unique person that I was born to be in this world by attending school? Hmm, I had to admit that some of the arguments in this book, The Homeschooling Option by Lisa Rivera seemed to align with my own educational experience. A school institution shouldn't be the only place a child should be genuinely seen and heard, but it should at least be one of the places. If I were my own parent or teacher, I would have said, hey, bring your fictional stories to school to show your friends. Pass those stories around the social studies classroom. And though they're seedy for a kid your age, not sure you should be writing about some of the, t- the themes that you're writing, 
You clearly have a passion for creating and writing. So let's harness that interest. Perhaps my interest would have turned into a part-time hobby. Perhaps I would have begun my post-secondary training working towards an MFA. Maybe. Maybe it would have been a passing interest. Maybe my writing would be a natural extension of me, but not a near full-time occupation as it is now in my life. Who knows? But if I could have parented or taught myself, I would have noticed, I would have seen, and I would have heard and allowed for the development of me to become more me. And that is what I've been able to do for my kids. So am I learning what I need to learn to become the unique person that I was born into the world to be by attending school? No, not really. The third thought that I had when reading the book, The Homeschooling Option by Lisa Rivera, isn't avoiding the school social issues just a way of attempting to create an unreachable utopia? Don't all the troubling peer interactions at school prepare kids to grow up happier, more content with themselves, more aware of who they are, able to deal with conflict? Does that even make sense? Is there a place at school where we are more likely to deal with troubling peer interactions so that we'll grow up to be happier, more content, and more aware of who we are and able to deal with more conflict? Well, maybe, but probably not. Something I don't hear often enough is that when you have a couple kids or more, though, they mistreat each other. So don't worry about it you have the opportunity for social issues within the confines of your four walls. P.S. This is the least enjoyable element of a homeschool family, in my opinion, but guaranteed you will experience some element of that challenge, homeschooling or not. Definitely when you're homeschooling, you'll notice it more. So you have to come up with a plan. I offer a post titled Counseling 101 for the Homeschool Mom, a guide for every homeschool mom. And um, I might recommend the Nonviolent Communication book by Marshall Rosenberg that I'll be discussing in the next Homeschool Mama book club, The Bible of Communication. Am I avoiding school social issues just as a way to create an unreachable utopia? I can't because I have a family. Not going to happen no matter what. The fourth thought I had, wouldn't the lack of constant companionship with similar aged peers make my kids lonely? Doesn't make me feel lonely. <laughs> Do I even choose my friends based on whether they're 48 and two thirds? No, not at all. At no point in my adulthood did it dawn on me that I shouldn't be friends with someone if they weren't a mom that had four kids. I just connected with who I connected with. I also have never wanted 25 people to hang out with all day long. Truth, though I am a semi-ambivert, which is like just barely an extrovert, I find hanging out with my entire family all the time still a lot. Of course, I love them, and it's so much easier as they've grown up and become more independent. You know, teenagers and older kids, they're a lot of fun to hang out with because they are their own separate people, and they don't always interrupt me in the bathroom. Of course, I love them, but it saps me. I need quiet. 
said almost every mother. But throw in a random, not chosen, 24 other people into my daily activities, where I'm supposed to be harnessing my memory and my creativity and my academic strength so I can create an education. No, I am not able to learn like that or be creative in that environment. So my kids, are they lonely because they don't have that constant similar aged peer companionship? Nope. The fifth thought I had when reading the book was who am I to decide my children's education? Isn't the government the most capable to determine what my children should be taught? Won't the school system make sure that no knowledge bit will be missed in my kids' education? Um, I went to school and I definitely missed a lot. Haven't they decided, the government, what is the most important things to value? Um, do I value everything the government wants me to value anyway? Do I even value everything the neighbors value? Who's raising my kids anyway? So who am I to decide my kids' education? Who's raising my child? Me. The sixth thought I had was I'm not a teacher, so I can't homeschool. Though I am a strong and regular reader now, and I have a post-secondary education, six post-secondary years at random universities and colleges throughout Northern Alberta, I'm not a trained teacher. I haven't been taught how to teach a classroom. Okay, I had one day in an elementary school as part of my nursing curriculum back in the day, and I definitely knew then I did not want to be a teacher. Even though I have taught my girls how to sound out letters, count numbers, explain why the sky is blue, why seeds grow into plants, and why if they drop that book and it falls on someone over the stairwell, 17 feet high, it might kill someone. I did a whole lot of teaching before my kids went into school. I just didn't realize I was doing it. I'm not a teacher. I don't need to be a teacher to homeschool. The seventh thought that I had, could I really live with my children all the time? No five-hour break to clean the house, organize my world, zip off to the gym. If I was around my kids all the time, maybe they'd want a break from me. Turns out I was right on that. Maybe the way we did family life would have to change to accommodate solitude and my interests. Hmm, maybe I would actually start writing. Guess what? Who would have thunk it? Me homeschooling my kids actually helped me to revise my life intentions, to show up on purpose in my life. Homeschooling enabled me to have a full reordering of my relationships, my goals, and how I'd harness my creativity. I thought to myself then, I'm going to travel the world. We'd design and build a house in a homestead with 20 chickens, a great pier, and three goats. Check, check, check. We did. I'd start a podcast, write 600 blog posts. Yes, 600. I'd write a book. Yes, I did. Begin formally life coaching parents. Didn't think about doing that. Just was doing it the entire time. And now I'm making it official and actually going through the training. 
Check, 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 check. Turns out homeschooling has helped me reorder my relationships, my goals, and harnessing my creativity, helping me to show up on purpose and live this life with intention. Okay, so homeschooling didn't do that per se, but it gave me a whole lot of time to process who I was in the world, what I valued. It strengthened my independent bone enough that I wasn't asking the neighbors what they thought of my child's home education, nor do I care, or whether I should be traveling with my kids in rural Africa, or whether I should unschool, homeschool, private school, choose cheddar cheese, dairy-free alternatives, eat gluten, give my kids the occasional Cheetos, and and Delicio pizza on Friday nights. So could I really live with my children all the time? And an answer, absolutely. It's why I had them. As I read on, what enticed me most were the repeated testimonies of increasingly healthy relationships between family members. They kind of sounded like they enjoyed being together. Even that they enjoyed learning. They took it for granted that they could spend life together. And that's what we've done. The eighth and final thing that I took from that book, The Homeschooling Option by Lisa Rivera, was that these homeschool families that she was speaking about chose to learn to live with their family and share life and learning. And one week after reading that book, I had a new vision for my life. Me, a white, long-flowing sundress with three little girls, white-flowing dresses rushing about our quaint homestead on Prince Edward Island, zipping outside to enjoy the summer sunshine, weeding the garden together, and coming in for afternoon quiet times so we could read together on our white sofa. White, the color of purity. I wanted to enjoy my children for as long as we had each other. So we're going to step out on the other side, step out of mainstream and learn to live and learn about life and the world together. Four years after I read that book, the three little girls had those flowing white dresses in their closets. We added a sprightly little boy to our family. We moved to beautiful British Columbia, not Prince Edward Island. Our choice to home educate has definitely been the right choice. The only uncertainty I had about homeschooling in that homeschool vision was why I would buy a white sofa. Utopia, homeschooling has not been. The girls have definitely outgrown their penchant for white frilly dresses. I fit in writing. I've added a house build in Homestead and started a bed and breakfast one summer. I've graduated two kids two kids that are now in post-secondary school. One is in high school, one's about to enter high school. This is why my family homeschools. We are, most days, happily learning to live and learning about life together. A special thanks to Lisa Rivera, the author of The Homeschooling Option. You have quite literally changed my life. I'm so glad you joined me today. If you have thoughts or questions about the episode, I'd love to hear from you. I would love to hear why your family homeschools. So head over to www.capturingthecharmlife.com 
If you'd like to join me and my four Homeschool Mama supporters in the Patreon Homeschool Mama support group, you're going to find authentic community with like-minded homeschool mamas who want to show up on purpose in their homeschools and their lives. So you're welcome to join me at patreon.com slash homeschool mama self-care. I'm looking forward to getting to know you and your homeschool family. I'll see you there.